Oh my gosh. I was really dumb as a kid. Um, uh, were you, you also? Both. You and me both. Okay. I was an absolute idiot. I figured, but I just, I didn't want to put words in your mouth. You can't I mean, be as dumb as I am as an adult and not be an idiot as a kid. Just gullible, believed mm-hmm. like, and it didn't have like any like sarcasm detector until I was like at least in middle school. Mm-hmm. I had a English teacher in high school who literally like, because he was so snarky, he mm-hmm. wrote the word gullible on his ceiling. Nice. So, you know, when he was being sarcastic with us, he's like, yeah, and there's gullible on the ceiling, too. Mm-hmm. But in his class, there sure. actually was. So actually <laughs> there <is>. actually was. <laughs> so there was some kind of payoff, which was pretty fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was really dumb when I was younger because pretty much every urban legend I believed Oh, but yeah. I was also religious as a child, so well, the superstitions, being scared of everything. Yeah, it, it kind of tracks. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever do like the the Bloody Mary kind of thing? I was terrified, absolutely terrified. Bloody Mary, Candyman, both of those like instilled fear into me, which is why I like never go into dark bathrooms. You know, mm. even still to this day, they still wig me out a little bit, even though I uh, have by far gotten over that fear you know mm-hmm. i don't actually believe that a ghost woman or man is going to show up in my mirror mm-hmm. but as a kid firmly believed it 110 percent that it was oh, gonna yeah. happen uh even like because i watched the movie urban legends kind of young middle school right you, know? you had me watch that a few years ago uh-huh. and even then you know i, I totally believed like the oh don't flash your brights because then like the gangs will follow you and murder you and this and that it's just like I said, as a mm-hmm. child, literally, you told me anything. Yeah. I remember one time, this is bringing up things. So many memories. <laughs> I remember one time I was like walking home, either from school or from my friend's place with my uh, little brother. And mm-hmm. at the time, I want to say I was maybe like fifth, sixth grade. And like some teenagers came up and essentially told us like, hey, we're going to kill you. And Fun. like I was like, uh, I was like, fuck, this is it. We literally like <laughs> immediately went home and I like told my mom and she was like, Dave, don't, that's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. But no, I was like, convinced. Stupid I was kids. like, this is it. Like, goodbye, mom. You're like <laughs> writing your will and testament yeah, as you're like eight years old. Uh huh. I give my N64 to my father. And... He does not know how to play a single video game. <laughs> hey, that man taught me how to play Mario Kart. Oh, that's sweet. Mm hmm. But what about you? What was your urban legends? I mean, I'm assuming um, Bloody Mary, well, everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. Um, I did have one actually work on me. Uh oh. Um, which is, I mean, I don't know. It's just like the power of suggestion, right? Like, uh, I don't know if I've told this story in the podcast or not, but you I have. Played. Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the devil raiser hands thing. Yeah, I did. That did happen to me. I don't remember what episode, but you certainly have. I did tell that story. (laughs) And then um, the big one that I, you know, still to this day, sometimes think about. Not that I believe. It's just like, you know, that that fucking reptile part of my brain that's just like, oh, it's going to get you. It's that urban legend of, you know, sex traffickers or, you know, predators um, hiding under your car Ooh, and slicing your that's ankles. Yeah. Oh my god! To this day, if I'm getting into my car alone at night, I like mm. jump in. So I'm like, yeah. "Ha You're not gonna get these but, ankles, boys!" And, and like the classic. I mean, and a lot of urban legends. I mean, are, 
They're just rooted in fears. Oh, like the person waiting for you. Yeah, the person in the backseat. Yeah. That's what I was going to say at the beginning of Urban Legend. They do that as like the feature Urban Legend. Where like the gas station attendant, he's kind of weird. And then the lady's like alone. So she runs away from him. He's like, there's someone in your backseat. He was just trying to help her. Yeah. So it also, I guess, is a tale to maybe not be so afraid of strangers. Yeah, because sometimes they are trying to help, like genuinely. Yeah. But my, oh, God. I had an old manager that I worked with at Bath and Body Works. Wow. And she refused to let any of us walk to our car alone. Well, like, good, good on her. her. I mean, I love oh, yeah, that. Yeah. But she, she genuinely, like, tried to scare us like she's like, there's <laughs> gonna be people in your the back of your car and i'm like why are you telling me this as i'm about to drive home alone for like 20 minutes at like mm-hmm. 3 a.m like what the hell do you want me why to get you schedule me at night yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah but she was she was nice like the, the intention was good but it's like don't don't put this into me Show the bandit pod. Oh, there you go. Hey, how y'all doing out there? Hope you're having a radical time. Uh, Hope everything, you're keeping it tight. Hopefully you're not alone. Don't have to do no five-knuckle shuffle on yourself. Oh, God. uh, You know, if you're you're playing a sport, it better be baseball. And you better not be a pitcher. It is summer after all, people. I'd like to I'd like to welcome you as a God, when I played baseball, first of all, I sucked ass. We'll get to it later. But mm-hmm. I want to say I played like third base outfield. So mm-hmm. uh they're like, get him away from the pressure situation. Oh yeah. We'll say outfielder Eddie here, welcoming you back to another episode mm-hmm. of the Show Dependent Podcast. Oh man, if it's your first time, if you're not a longtime first time caller. If this is your actual first time listening, uh, what is Show Dependent? Well, it's a podcast where we talk about relationships in media and our relationships with those little pieces of media, exploring our codependent tendencies with the things that we love, how those things shaped us into who we are today, and whether or not that relationship has changed. Mm-hmm. Now, the outfielder, as I already said, Eddie, yeah, I'm only one half of this uh, baseball team here. The other half, the other mm. person who's making up just all other uh, uh, how many positions. Eight, there are nine, nine players on. So I'm four point five of our baseball team. The other four point five over here mm-hmm. is uh, my lovely, beautiful partner. Yes. Her name is Kayla. Hello. I think that you should have four, and I should have four, and then Buddy could be a standalone player. Okay, he could be. Uh, what would he play? I think he'd be really good be as a an catcher. umpire. Yeah. Uh, but then we or don't that's have a what I mean. catcher catcher <laughs> i get them confused because they're both behind home plate they are both but only one of them helps the team yes the, the other, other one, one needs to be throw them over who knows yeah but they should be impartial but rarely does that actually happen mm-hmm. anyway yeah hi guys welcome back i don't think you ever said your name i said hi my name is kayla oh, well, i'm saying it go. now <laughs> hi my name is uh, kayla oh man kayla uh it's uh, been, I hate it when you call me that. <laughs> I know. Sorry. It's weird. But, it's hey, fine. we got to be business professional here. My love, mm-hmm. gorgeous, my other half. It yes. has been a time in between this episode oh, and the last episode. Oh, my God. I forgot. I've honestly already started repressing it. Uh-huh. Well, why don't you uh, 
you go yeah. first and yeah. tell okay. us how you're doing and then I'll yeah yeah um I I am fun employed fun times. but I'm I'm a student there you go and uh I'm loving, so not doing loving nothing. things yeah uh-huh. I'm not a total burden to society I'm just like <laughs> not I'm just a burden to our household yeah. let's put it like that <laughs> I mean you, you have money saved up so you know yeah I mean I'm not I'm not the lights Horrible. are gonna stay on the show dependent studio. Yeah, but, uh, hopefully. You know. I'll I'll get on the whole job thing. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm loving school so far. It's kind of kicking my proverbial ass, but I there mean you go. I, I it feels good to be working my brain again. Uh-huh. And I'm liking everything going on so far. Um but for every good there is a bad in our lives, and the bad <laughs> has been your Balance and all things. July has um, been a rough really really bad has not been a good it's been a rough um you know started off well things are going fine however in between this episode and last episode i uh got vertigo passed out hmm? hit my head on a uh, tile floor which i'm pretty sure gave me a at least a little bit of a concussion yeah which, i would uh, say just entered like a made my vertigo 10 times worse Mm-hmm. And uh, I also, after falling down and hitting my head, I had to stay in the hospital for two days, well, two yep. nights. So uh, a lot has happened. However, mm-hmm. I'm back. I'm still here. As you can tell, I can still speak. I'm still standing. <laughs> I, well, he's Whatever's down. left of my um, brain cells, you know, is still working, still firing on all of the cylinders that are yeah. left. And, how, uh, how long did you... Because the vertigo could you couldn't lay down for a little bit. Oh yeah, I was like, how long were you sleeping in an upright position? Was it two weeks? It was at least two weeks, if not Oof. a few days more. You know, because I was a little, as you'd imagine, I was a little afraid to lay down because every time I would, <laughs> I'm afraid. the world would start spinning every I'm time dizzy. I would bend over, it starts spinning. It was. It definitely Listen, felt folks, like a fake illness that was very, very real. It was not um, great. It sucked ass. Luckily, physical therapy. Shouts out to the physical therapist. They uh, they got me right. And uh, the, now the I physical can... therapist in Buca de Beppo. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and now I can walk and pretty much do everything normal. The only thing that's lingering is anxiety. Hey. Old friend, Mr. Anxiety is still hanging around, making me nervous, you know, because... I think it's pretty natural to be like, oh well, what if it happens again? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get past it. Might yeah, we will. See, uh, I'm trying to see a therapist. Yay! Mental health for men. Show dependent definitely strongly suggests everyone, men and women, take care of their mental health. You know. With that being said, something that was a bright light over this past week of uh, finally getting over vertigo is this film that we rewatched for this episode. And uh, it's a 2016 film. Mm-hmm. Even though it feels like a much older movie than that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's in a different time. But it's a 2016 film entitled Everybody Wants Some. Two. Count them. Two. <laughs> two exclamation points. marks at the end. Yeah. It's a movie that doesn't have a whole lot going on. Nope. But I think speaks a lot to, like, just... Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes and like just human relationships and interactions, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's fair. I needed a lot of in the past week. Unfortunately. Oh boy. Yeah. He, <laughs> you past could not, weeks. he could not lay down. We could not cuddle in bed. He could not stand up without getting dizzy. It was very debilitating. So yeah. uh, I also want to say this, obviously, because it was very, it was temporary for me. I really hope it never comes back. Luckily, I was able to get it figured out. But uh, 
hundred percent. Like I knew that people could suffer like sort of invisible illnesses that people mm-hmm. can't see. But man, oh man, you 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 can't judge people because you don't know what they're mm-hmm. going through. Because many illnesses are just uh, you can't see them. Yeah. Outwardly, and yeah. Uh, man, it was fucking wild. So uh, have some compassion, have some uh, sympathy, empathy for mm-hmm. your fellow human. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, shall we get into this? Let's do it. All right. It's a meet cute baby. It's how we meant this thing. Nobody asked. You know, this happens sometimes, but I don't feel like it happens all that frequently. But this is a movie that we watched for the first time for both of us together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we've had a few situations like this. As we mm-hmm. said, film came out in 2016. Did not watch it in theaters or anything. No. Uh, we watched it like Redbox. Oh, yeah. So, you remember sometime that? about a year later. Yeah, you remember that thing that's still around, but people forget isn't still around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's here. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2017, I want to say it was around a year after it came out. Like, I, I had seen and I had heard, like, Oh, it's a good movie. So mm-hmm. I wanted to watch it. We picked it up one day. And uh, I want to say I was pretty much like, I don't, I don't know about You're instantly. But I was, I was feeling it right away. And it just like slowly won me over because the cast is very charming. It's all like yes. a bunch of young guys, a few young ladies mm-hmm. sort of shooting the shit, having a good time. Very mm-hmm. much a uh, masculine movie. But I yeah. think, I don't know. But I think not, like, in a terrible way. I remember watching this movie, and I was like, oh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there wasn't anything really, like, super special about the time. I mean, you know, it was earlier in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll watch the baseball movie. Uh, <laughs> you didn't even know it was about baseball. I didn't know and what I it was And I didn't either. No. It's I mean, like it loosely really about? about baseball. Hmm. But, you know, I think we should get to know this movie a little bit. Getting to know each other. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. But, I mean, you want to start off with something that's semi-problematic is the fucking opening song. Because this movie starts off with just an absolute banger amongst uh-huh. bangers. The song entitled My Sharona by The Knack. An amazing, amazing song with very problematic lyrics. Extremely. Didn't know about those words until like two years ago. Oh, yeah. And maybe we'll do an episode on it at some point Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I really fucking love that song. Oh, it it slaps in a very unique way. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. And I think this movie starting off with it just instantly sort of like sucked me in. It's like, oh, this is going to be a good one. If they're going to start mm-hmm. off with this, because you just hear the... Beautiful. And, you know, the little my Sharona as he's driving up. It's 1980 Texas. We got this young, mm-hmm. strapping young man. And he's just looking at all the ladies, taking in the sights as he's rolling up to college for the first time. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman and he's a baseball player. And, and I mean... Name- What's his name? Jake. Jake. Uh-huh. Jake. Jacko. And I just want to say this. I mean, we'll talk about music a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Just sort of like uh, pretty much every song that they play in this is like an absolute banger. I feel like so much of the budget actually just went into music rights. Uh-huh. 
Because a lot of the music that they play is, one, very popular, and two, very good. Mm-hmm. It was 1980, so we got a lot of disco in there, got some rock, just a good time. But, like I said, he pulls up to the frat house, and you immediately felt a certain type of way. Yucky, gross, boys, <laughs> don't clean, everything looks like trash. Mm-hmm. Disgusting frat house, like, just... You can smell it through the screen. Like, it's got that distinct grime. It's that bad, huh? And it's in the Texas heat. Uh, and if pow- you know it, heat. You know that house did not have air conditioning. No, I say, I say, I say, no, yeah. Oh, with all those young, Foghorn smelly Leghorn men over here? just hanging out. Foghorn, whatever his name is. Foghorn Leghorn. So gross. What's a freaking name? Yeah, I mean, he rolls up, It's you know. It's kind of a situation where the uh, baseball team gets to live there. They explain it later. It's fine, whatever. The point being, he is very quickly acquainted with a lot of his teammates. Mm -hmm. They all have, like, very strong personalities. But, you know, I suppose we could say here that this film is sort of like a film that doesn't really have much of a plot. No. If any, to begin with, because I think plots need to have, like, conflict. And I want to say... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, like, slight internal conflict. Yeah, but it's not even, like, real, you know? No. It's just sort of, like, dudes hanging out and being dudes. And, mm. like, yeah, there's, like, they have mm. small setbacks, but there's not really, like, an overarching, like, this is a problem that they need to fix. Mm-hmm. You know, as most people's lives, conflict comes and goes. But this really is just kind of like a movie where we just get to see a guy join a baseball team in college and just sort of like follow him over the first weekend before college officially starts. Mm-hmm. Like there's really not much else going on that we talk about it later, but the entertainment is in just watching regular life happen. Yeah. It's a really low key movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, it's really fun to just throw on and mm-hmm. like just enjoy. You don't really have to pay too much attention. No. Yeah, but the my favorite, I mean, it happens pretty early on after you get introduced to most of the team, mm-hmm. but the guys decide to go, you know, be dudes and, and check out, check out what, what kind of, oh God, I don't want to say it, the talent uh, on campus. <laughs> oh, they're, yeah, they're, do, they're just look, they're driving around looking for women. Okay. Do a little like, recruiting, you know? Ugh. Looking for but, some strange. But on their way to do that, they have a little sing-along moment. Mm-hmm. They'd be singing along. They'd be singing at each other. They're just having a good time, and I love that shit. Yeah, it, it's a it lot. It reminded me a lot of Wayne's World. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're, they're having a little moment in the car singing along to uh, Rapper's Delight. Mm-hmm. You know, I said a hip hop, that one. Yep. And it's just a uh, hip hop, don't stop. Why does that, why do I think of the movie Kangaroo Jack when I hear that song? I have no idea. I've never seen that film. So I don't um, know. I don't know what happens there. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it's 1980. So very quickly, you know, they're, they're putting the moves on the women, but we very quickly get to see that they have uh, some great fashion sense. Oh, love we it. got the male crop popping up. Sure. Dudes in tight pants, bell bottoms, small shirts. Short shorts. (laughs) Yeah. And they Mm -hmm. very quickly go to a little disco spot called the Sound Machine. Love it. And right here, again, it sucked me in because as they show up, as they roll up to the spot, what song are they playing? But fucking take your time, do it right. And it's just, I mean, 
you're gonna get yep. me sucked into the movie. He's he's had his wiggling. My head, my head is gonna be going when it, baby, we can do it. Take the time, do it right. And they're just like dancing with women, having a good time, having a couple of brewski beers, and it's just <laughs> yeah, you know, we're we're what? 15, 20 minutes in. Oh yeah. No, nothing's really happened but watching guys have a good time. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and they're, that's they're what all just looking to get laid. Oh yeah, that's their main prerogative, really. Mm-hmm. Even though the coach said the main rules are like, don't drink and don't get laid. They're going to do both of those things excessively throughout these next three days. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much all they do. Because they he rolls up on what? Like a Friday? Yeah. They instantly go out. And yeah, we follow them through the weekend. It's also fun to sort of be like... A, I was also reminded of the simpler time of being like a college freshman. Mm. Where... Yeah, you're an adult technically, but you, I don't know, as a student, 18, right into college. I mean, yeah, I know that some people had jobs, very stressful and all that. But by and large, I feel like a lot of people were just kind of, you're still kind of like a kid. Yeah. Because you don't really have any like real, real problems, you know, other than like going to school. Mm -hmm. And especially these guys. Since they're there for baseball, their main things are just They care even less about school. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just, I get to play baseball, and yeah, I guess I got to go to class. But also, get to dance with the ladies and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's definitely, like, I don't know. I guess it's, especially if you were somebody in college who, like, really enjoyed going out and, like, mm-hmm. that part of the college experience. Uh, this is definitely, like, a fun time because you get to see these guys go off of each other's energy and just say Mm -hmm. yes all the time (laughs) yeah a lot of it is like as you'd imagine one upmanship and -hmm. just sort of like yes anding each other but not cringy improv yeah (laughs) just (laughs) they're a baseball team not an improv um, Uh group so yeah but it's just it's a lot of battle with the boys yep the majority of the fun times is just hearing these guys talk to each other mm-hmm. and the way they talk to each other and sort of like all the lines that they say and a few of them trying to get philosophical and all that like they're all yeah it's go ahead i was just gonna say there's uh, one guy who talks a lot his name is finn he's played by don't know his name but he was in top gun maverick he's he a hottie like, yeah and he's also in a couple of the movies anyways he uh he has his play with the ladies, which I think is very fun. I love that. And his play is that he explains to the women how his dick is average. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of these moments in uh, a film where you're like, ah, yes, the dialogue is what the director was focused on. right? Mm-hmm. Like the dialogue, the lines are what's going to be memorable. And it is pretty fun because his sort of play is like, you don't want to set yourself up to fail by saying you got a huge one and then they look and it's, you know, it's not as big as you made it out to be. And you also don't want to be the guy that says you got a tiny one because you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, even though if you're trying to set yourself up for like, oh, wow, it's bigger than I expected. Mm-hmm. So it just says, you know, with me, you just get the average size. There you go. It's just it is what it is. I got no play. I'm just me. There you go. Wow. Humble, brave, brave. <laughs> oh, humble and brave. He keeps it real. Oh my gosh. They these guys are just 
the living embodiment of the phrase young, dumb, and full of cum. Yeah. Emphasis on the cum. Because yeah. that is like the major goal of all these guys is to just just bang. Just get laid. Mm-hmm. And they do be doing it a lot. Yeah, good for them. And it's not, it doesn't seem to be, it's funny because it does, this movie, at least from like the female perspective, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like watching a nature documentary. (laughs) It's like, look at these boys in the wild. Mm -hmm. They're like in their natural territory. They put on, I mean, we may talk about it later, but you know, they put on the camouflage. Mm Mm-hmm. And they they wear different clothes to different areas. They, mm. you know, they're they're putting on a show to get laid. Mm-hmm. And you know, it happens in the animal kingdom all the time. Yeah. You do a little dance as a bird. That little side to side little. Ooh, look at my pretty feathers. They were iridescent in the sun. Hey, you like this shit, huh? You, you love Check this. Check it shit. out, lady. Check it out. Hey, you love this. Shit. Hey. It's pretty wild how like animals sort of like just aggressively it'd be as if you're like walking down the street and then a dude runs up on you with mm-hmm. like chains and like a bright jacket and stuff and just starts dancing and like, yeah, yeah, you wanna fuck me, huh? I hey, don't like this shit. I'm afraid. Women have to deal with so much even in the animal kingdom. Oh yeah. Pretty much constantly. But you know, you you lead us to this point because at some points, you know in the film they're definitely trying to get a little philosophical as people do when they're hanging out partying you always start thinking like hmm what are we really doing here what are we yeah, really presenting it ourselves that, like, as most of the time they're consuming substances whether alcohol or yeah marijuana you know so. how people get if you've ever hung out with people who've been doing drugs or drinking a lot of people get like real inward mm-hmm. <laughs> and like man what are we doing dog so there's a point where when they're at a punk show where uh, Jake turns to Finn and he's like, what, uh, what, what, what even are we? You know, mm-hmm. like we we did the disco, we did the country club. Now we're doing punk shows. Like, are, are we just fake? Do we, what are we doing out here? Mm-hmm. Sort of having a crisis of identity. And uh, what does Finn hit him with? He's like, no, no, we're not phony. It's adaptive. Mm hmm. Basically, what I was just talking about is like, no, we're just tailoring ourselves to the environment, mm-hmm. which I guess is just more reflective of the phase of life that they're in anyway. I mean, Finn yeah. is what, a junior? I think so, a, yeah. A ba- yeah, he's a junior. junior. So he's been doing it for a little while, the whole college thing. So he's more of like a vet wanting to yeah. walk Jake <laughs> through all this. He's invented the puss. Amen, brother. Yeah, he just kind of is like, no, it's just the way it is. Like, all of us are just putting on a show. Mm-hmm. We're just showing each other what we want or what we think we want to see. So, And yeah. in a way, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Isn't it all just a farce? <laughs> Isn't life a stage? Damn straight. <laughs> Honey, you're speaking my language. You know, we're all just actors in it. Uh-huh. I mean it does sort of speak to you know, you you are who you present yourself to be. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not necessarily that person behind closed doors. Yeah. And especially with like interpersonal relationships, you just sort of like they said, you adapt to the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking to get laid, you kind of want to adapt to what you think the women will want. Yep. Or 
whoever it is you're going after. For these mm-hmm. people, they're definitely going after the ladies. Mm-hmm. I will keep the section brief, but it's just something that I think that we were reminded of today. Because, mm-hmm. Eddie, you and I went and saw the Bobby. Barbie movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, this is definitely a point Hanky that banky. was... <laughs> this is definitely a point that was kind of like forced on you at a very like specific point in the film. Um, men are scary. Oh, and yeah. there is a constant threat of assault or violence or like just baseline men are scary. So watching this movie as a woman it just reminded me of that quite a bit because like I mean, even though most of the things that they participate in are very benign. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I mean, we'll get there. But they're, they have a very hyper-competitive nature. Mm-hmm. Like, And to me, competitiveness often reads as aggression. Uh-huh. And the fact that the main motive for these guys is to, like, prey on women... Uh, whether or okay. not well i mean that is what they're doing right i, I mean not necessarily to cause harm, uh-huh. but you know they're looking for sexual se- gratification right mm-hmm. so th- you kind of get to you a lot of this mo- movie is quote-unquote locker room talk it's oh, not boy, yeah. it, it's not extremely you know what um, i'm talking about boys oh god it's not extremely offensive, but it is, you know, it's it's that uncomfy feeling as like, oh, so this is actually what guys say to each other. Whether or not they mean it, that could be something else. But like, mm-hmm. ugh, there is a, a specifically toxic scene that like makes me so uncomfortable. And yeah. it's when Jake is playing ping pong against Glenn, um, I believe. Yeah, Glenn, who's like a hot shot, like really good baseball player he's like the senior he's gonna go yeah. pro like he this guy is like he can hit out the fucking lights of the scoreboard mm-hmm. yeah but he jake is having fun because this is the first time really he's actually kind of been able to get one of the older guys goats mm-hmm. so he's just been like he's kind of like poking at him as he's kicking his ass and table Ping tennis Ooh, yeah nice. <laughs> we both went opposite ways with that uh-huh. <laughs> And Glenn loses his absolute shit when he loses. <laughs> he rages so hard he breaks the paddle. Mm-hmm. And um, like the guys laugh it off, but like to me, if I were in that room, I'd be so scared <laughs> and uncomfy just because oh, yeah. like that type of in and, and maybe it's just like emotional immaturity. Oh. Like I get, I get not liking losing. Like, obviously, it's not a fun feeling, but also you're like 22 years old. Uh-huh. Like, like you're really going to rage this hard mm-hmm. over losing to ping pong. Yeah. But there is a comedic effect and it definitely it definitely makes everybody in the room laugh, like to see like him get so pissed mm-hmm. about losing. But I think that that competitive nature is like very prolific in every single individual with maybe the exception of um the stoner guy yeah 
Well, I mean, he's, he's very relaxed. I mean, he's later, he's later revealed to be not only does he just smoke hella weed and he's like high all the time, but he's later revealed to be like a 30 year old man yep. who just like <laughs> sneaks into colleges and just kind of like is just wants to play ball and mm-hmm. like hang out. And obviously he like can't do it professionally or anything. So he just kind of like does this thing. So he's just there for it's all about the ride, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's all about the ride, man. Yeah. But I mean, going back, obviously part of it definitely has to do with being a man Mm -hmm. because i think me being a man myself and especially not to brag he has a penis hey 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 hey, hey. patriarchy am i right but uh not only that but having played sports most of my uh Youth. youth adolescence into up until pretty much middle school is when I stopped. But even then, I was still competitive in terms of like video games and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to make is men are definitely, I think, more inclined to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And part of that has to do with like playing sports and all that because uh, doing sports or any sort of competition, I think you kind of have to have the competitive nature to be successful in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they, they talk about it in this film. They're like, well, you know, have you noticed that every single thing we do is like a competition? Mm-hmm. Like they like they like cannot not compete with each other. Yeah. They sit down to drink some beers who can do it faster. They sit down to like, you know, uh play a video game, who gets the highest score? Who can hurt each other the most without quitting? You know, when they play mm-hmm. uh, bloody knuckle and all that stuff. Just so like every single thing they have to be competing. And it sort of speaks I think so why they're so good at baseball it's because mm-hmm. they talk about it like every single one of us here hates losing and that's what makes us better that's what mm-hmm. makes us a good baseball team because once you unify that hate of losing then yeah. it drives everyone to get better and better mm-hmm. whether or not that becomes toxic I think sort of speaks to what you said it's like at a certain point you kind of have to realize yeah I'm competitive but I also need to figure out and manage my emotions yes because i've definitely been that person who takes things too serious and <laughs> i've seen 100 percent how it like ruins like the uh vibe, the vibe. Mm-hmm. it ruins the, the fucking can ruin the night you know what's the what's the, the term in in the gaming community getting turned tilted tilted that's what it oh was. yeah i've been tilted i've been salty i've been you know everything rage quitting all that stuff and, you know, at, at this point in my life, as I'm 32, I've definitely sort of gotten away from that, both consciously and unconsciously. But just sort of like, it's never fun to have someone no. who's just like, so competitive that they like have to win and they're like, suddenly rude to everyone mm-hmm. and like, no, 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 you're playing the game wrong. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. You better take it serious. This and all that. And then it's just sort of like, yeah. Like you said, once someone lashes out, especially like throwing things or yelling and being aggressive towards others, it just like so quickly ruins the night or ruins Mm -hmm. the experience for everyone that I like never want to be that guy again. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, do I love winning? Yeah, because it feels good. Who doesn't love the good feeling sensation of like, yeah, I did it. I succeeded. Oh, you should and have it's... seen me in class the other day on Kahoot. Oh, yeah. You I was running it. that shit. <laughs> and it felt good. You know, like, how does how does my dust taste? Mm-hmm. Fellow hey, classmates. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it can def- definitely very quickly venture off into like, man, 
now you're just making it weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do you have to do that? Yeah, uncomfy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, competition definitely is something that I I associate with like toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. But I, I you know there are plenty of men is. in my life that are good at being competitive. But I oh, have sure. seen some scary instances of people not being able to take the L. Mm-hmm. And it can get violent and very scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, being being a man is knowing how to take the L. Oh, yeah. Maturing for anyone is knowing how to take your L. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, hold it, put it in your fucking backpack, put it in your back pocket, and just, it's fine. You know, you, you're going to make it through. And if you really want to get better, you can. But, like, don't make things shitty for anyone else i know that i don't throw a hissy fit every time i lose in mario kart which is all the time (laughs) Uh so that's fine Uh and maybe it's just because i don't like i maybe i just don't want the win enough you know maybe you don't you gotta you gotta get in there you gotta get in the lab and start grinding it out oh that sounds so boring (laughs) i'm not gonna practice like you play i was Mm -hmm. was about to say perfect transition Mm -hmm. in the next part we we hear a line from a guy called uh, Jay Niles. Oh my In- god! <laughs> insane guy. Dude is the <laughs> weirdest person I've ever heard of. Yeah, he's like the super weird guy, super awkward, but he's a hell of a ball player. And he says that line: "Practice like you play." And man, do they practice like they play? I think in every aspect of their life. Yeah, that's probably fair. Some of them harder than the others, but. Uh, you know, this is a movie about baseball players, mm-hmm. and I thought it would sort of be fun to talk a little bit about baseball players and sort of like, I don't know. For one thing, our main character, Jake, he's a pitcher, and a lot of the other players don't like him because he's a pitcher, mm-hmm. which I found very interesting because then the pitchers themselves talk amongst themselves and sort of like, yeah, well, we get it. You know, you can sort of uh, ruin things in a lot of ways. But it's just sort of uh, awoken in me, awoken in me, awoken Ooh. me. Just like, if you look at it, pitchers do have a lot of fucking pressure on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I could not imagine being a no. pitcher ever. Like, I was to never... To me, it's like being a goalie in soccer. Oh, it's a God. very similar so pressure. pressure. Or like the QB. Oh, in, God. In American football. Obviously, the keeper, well, they're called the keeper in soccer. It's a goalie in hockey. Uh, <laughs> technicalities. They perform the same objective. It's fine. Well, well you know, kind of like the guy that all the pressure is on. Yeah. Or the person that all the pressure is on, because women can do this, too. Thank you. Oh, feminist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw Barbie, you know? Yeah, you saw Barbie. I got the Good message. I got uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understood. Thank you, Ken. Mm -hmm. No problem. My job is record. There you go. My job is microphone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, what the hell was I saying? Oh, yeah. I was saying, for one, that's just scary and like too much pressure to put on one person. Like I could never do that. Let alone the fact, my ultimate point here is that baseball for me, was like the scariest sport ever I ever played and I Why? fucking hated it because baseball's scary as hell that ball is flying around it's small it's hard to track I don't have good eyesight you're true. telling me I have to stand here and someone's gonna throw a ball in my direction mm-hmm. and sometimes it could hit me if oh, they yeah. don't do a good job and I'm just mm-hmm. supposed to take that no 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 
My parents put me in Little League. I was scared pretty much 95% of every game. Oh, boy. Horrible experience. Absolutely hated baseball. this is where we bring back the therapy uh, that you need. I guess. I don't know. I don't know if baseball was really that significant in my life. I got hit in the face one time, broke my glasses, gave me a black eye. I think it was the only time in my life I had a black eye. Um, And not only that, you know, I guess if we want to trauma dump. Trauma Trauma dump. (laughs) I guess if I want to trauma dump on our listeners, which I guess is the point of a podcast. That's apparently the trend. In short, I was never good at baseball, could never hit the ball because I was afraid of it. The only part that I was kind of good at was like catching the ball because somehow I had reflexes, you know, I I attribute that to like gamer, real gamer hours. Dang. It's like Gran Turismo, but baseball. Uh Uh-huh. I just, I'm a, I'm a little soft boy. You know me. I love you so much. How how many times have I cried on this? Y'all know me, listeners. So if you can imagine me playing baseball. Not only that, littler. Do you want to talk about me just being like not able to detect sarcasm, not able to take like aggression towards myself, believing everything that like any adult fucking told me. Mm-hmm. Um, I one year it was the last year I played baseball. Uh huh. Because how of many this years experience. did you play? It must have been at least like three, four. Oh you know, my god! I played it from t-ball up until like you know I don't know until I was like. 11 12 something like that i want to say maybe 10 i digress had one of those coaches that was just like keep in mind i'm like 10 but he was like the stereotypical coach like oh a bunch of fucking women out here huh these fucking pansies playing grab ass and stuff first of all my young virgin ears i did not hear my parents don't curse Mm-hmm. My parents don't say bad <laughs> words. Here's this fucking aggressive old, like 30 year old white dude, yep. just like yelling at us, saying like ass and fuck and like all this stuff. And I was just like, oh my God, why is he speaking such, <laughs> such words? <laughs> and like the, the straw that broke the camel back, other than like all that stuff, was that in a game, I got two hits. Wow. Both of them were like doubles, you know, like pretty good hits. Very good. And so I thought I was doing pretty good. You know, I was doing good in the uh, field, catching balls, getting outs, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Wow. And then, Baseball uh, terms. Mm-hmm. you know, so I was thinking like, you know, dang, it was probably like the best game I ever had, you know. And then uh, I want to say we ended up losing the game. Oh, so whatever. At least I had the personal victory, right? Yeah. Well. You want to break a kid's spirit who's very fragile like me? This is what you do. Because after the game... <laughs> here's a tutorial. Here you go. Here's the, here's the fucking uh, roadmap. The, the download. Uh-huh. Is that uh, after the game, the coach is like laying into us saying we suck ass, this and all that. How could we lose? We should have played better and all that. And then he like looks at me and he says, look at Eddie over here. We all played terrible. And then Eddie, he gets lucky a couple times. And then that's the only good thing we could do in a game. And I was just like, all right, well, fuck me then. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, cool. So I don't even get like any like actual accolade. It was just like, I didn't play well. I just got lucky. So I was just like, I'm fucking done with this. Like, I'm not going to take this shit. If this is what like competing in this sport is going to be like, I'm not doing it. Because even when I do well. I don't get anything. I was just like, I'm done. I'll just play soccer because at least I'm better at that intrinsically, mm-hmm. but also like 
every experience I had in soccer was like a positive one. Yeah. Super supportive coaches, teammates, all that stuff. And in mm-hmm. baseball, it was just like aggression, 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 aggression. I was just like, I can't do this shit. I'm too yeah. fragile for this. I hate this. <laughs> the one good thing, the one thing that baseball does better than soccer is pants. And that's uh, it. Well, you know, there's not pants in soccer. We we have the shorts. I know. that I'm and talking about shorter. the shape of butt cheeks in <laughs> said pants. You wild. Baseball players, you get to see the badonk. It uh-huh. is outlined and thorough. Mm-hmm. With the, the the shorts, you gotta kind of it's gotta be the right the right phase of the moon, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm I, sorry. Ah, uh, you know, it's adults fine. are really toxic. Yeah, especially then- when they are like, I feel like coaches, are much like teachers, because you know it's like a teacher, but for sports, yeah. um, <laughs> they have a much larger impact. Oh yeah, they realize. Um, I mean, and if you have a bad teacher or a bad coach, like they can make just as negative as an impact as the best teacher could have a positive one. I mean, and humans are hardwired to remember the negative more than the positive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I'm 32. This happened what over half of my life ago. Yeah, like I was. I've been alive longer since than I was alive at that point. But man, I remember it like legit. Like it was yesterday. Like this guy, he ruined baseball for me. Like legit. It only takes one. Like like I already didn't like it. And he just fucking nails in the coffin Mm -hmm. with every fucking dig. And it's just like, I don't know. Also, you got, you were like 10. Yeah. It just sort of, I would get that more of on like a high school level. Yeah. But because like the emotional maturity, right? Yeah. You meet people where they are. That's what There's I was a reason say. you it's don't drill like... into little three-year-olds who are learning how to play t-ball. Uh-huh. They can barely pick up the bat because it's the same size as them. Like, right. take a breath. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just also speaks to just being like a good coach teacher and realizing like, I can treat people different. And I have mm-hmm. to like, and some people just don't like it where they're like, no, I'll never treat everyone the same. And it's like, okay, well. Then you're going to have a bunch of Eddies quitting the sport because you're being a dick when you could have just said, like, hey, man, you know, nice job. You killed Mm -hmm. it out there. I know this is hard for you, but Mm -hmm. uh, you did fantastic. And just be a little nicer. It's just like a moment of, like, look how good he did versus, Mm -hmm. like, totally discrediting. Discrediting. I can't speak. It's okay. You're in your feelings. It's fine. Speaking of speaking, one thing that I did love yeah. I'm sorry, I'm doing a lot of talking here, but Honey, apparently this is my this is my dope time. This is your Barbie. Okay. <laughs> I had my Barbie today. You can uh-huh. this is your Barbie. Right. Thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. that. I appreciate I, that you're valuing me. You I know? value you. Am I enough? You are enough. I can enough. You are. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I can is me. Yes. One thing that I did love, because my brother played baseball pretty much up until he graduated high school. In fact, that was exactly how long he played baseball. <laughs> wow, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Out the womb with a mitt and a glove in hand. I mean, and, a mitt and a, ba- a bat. Oh, yeah. I'm going to shut up. Go. <laughs> Anyways, one thing I did love from uh, watching him play games was the way that baseball players talk. 
and like oh the, i thought you were gonna say the concession stand the terminology oh those sour gummy worms <laughs> a little bag every single a little time bags. they were every a dollar time. they were so good oh it's my favorite anyways god snacks <laughs> little nachos there little it na- is little nachitos uh-huh. little he sour talks gummy. about the exact same two <laughs> foods every time we bring and them up cheese, we bring up baseball the yep. queso mm-hmm. anywho I just like the the, the little, light like, in your eyes terms. just then. <laughs> I think so I saw funny. a glitter. Yeah. A little diddling. Uh-huh. Oh god. I'd kill a pack of sour gummies right now. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it's just baseball talks funny. Like when people, you know, when you gotta run fast, get on your horse. Get, get on out your there. horse. Get on your horse. And like when they're up there batting, they're like, pick your pitch. Good eye, good eye. It's just like, oh, we take that. Yeah, we take that one. It reminds me of Family Feud. Check your swing. Yeah, yeah good answer. Good answer. It's just fucking, I don't know. It was just always so funny to me. Just every single thing like that. I was like, this is, I love the, but then again, I feel like I just love that in general, like specific terminology to specific things, mm-hmm. you know? That's why like gamer speak is fun. Yeah. I like the way that like. You like jargon. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Apparently that's the word for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I just want to say that. That's fun. It's a good time. And uh, these boys play baseball. Baseball. So I guess we could bring it to the last section here. Mm-hmm. Sort of talk about why would anyone even <laughs> watch this? Your voice got <laughs> so high. <laughs> because, oh my God, you cut out. Did I cut out? I don't think you cut out. Okay. I did, though. Okay. It's just sort of like... Uh, I feel like you tell people that this movie is not really about anything, and it's... And they're like, oh, so it's boring. So what's the point, you know? And it's kind of like, because Seinfeld is the show about nothing, quote-unquote, but there's definitely things going on. Mm-hmm. There's plots. There's fun stuff happening. But uh, this movie really is just, like, following young dudes over a weekend. That's all it is. That's about it. The most like mm-hmm. plot driven thing is that like in the fucking 11th hour, he goes back to the girl that he met at the beginning and like forms a relationship with her mm-hmm. that they're like essentially going to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. What is their future going to hold? But like 80% of the movie is not that. It's just him hanging out, mm-hmm. getting to know his teammates, fun bata, and mm-hmm. uh, competition yep that's that's pretty true so it's like why 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 why? do we like it and i think the number one thing i equate it with because i don't know i don't think it's much of a thing here in the west in the united states as it is in the east especially with anime anime and the subcategory of slice of life anime which Mm -hmm. is essentially what this movie is slice of life is just like Let's go watch someone do their everyday life. Yep. And that's what the show's about. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite animes of all time, we'll do an episode on it at one point, is Silver Spoon, which is just about a student who goes to an agricultural school and like goes to class and learns mm-hmm. <laughs> agricultural he studies. He takes care of a pig. Yeah. But like, that's just it. That's a, It's not like fucking star wars it's not lord of the rings it's not you know these grand plots that have like insane you know 
details put into them budgets and like all these branching plot lines and like it's not avatar the last airbender yeah there's no lore involved here people right it's baseball and guys being dudes it's literally get your camcorder and go follow you and your friends for a weekend and then that's the movie Mm mm-hmm but I don't know. I just think it's so like Slice of Life is probably one of my favorite genres of anime. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, you know, it's the extraordinary and the ordinary. Like, why do why do we do the things that we do? What What's so interesting about our life? But I think mm-hmm. that sort of like explains itself is that that it's life. Mm-hmm. It's our experience. It's very organic. Mm-hmm. And that's the nice thing of like. And we got to see it. And I know I keep alluding to the Barbie movie, but we get mm-hmm. to see that there are, you know, moments of ordinary mm-hmm. life and experience sprinkled throughout that film. And yeah. I was definitely feeling that too. I was like, wow, like being alive and just going through what is the mun- mundane in like our experience, getting to view that as a, you know, as an audience member or you mm-hmm. know getting to get a new angle on it, it it does make it have a kind of grandiose air to it mm-hmm. because we get to see how other people experience it and we get to relate to it in our own unique unique ways mm-hmm. and it it adds a lot of value i think even though yeah. we may not see the value in what we may be experiencing mm-hmm. we see like the human experience as a whole right as being valuable yeah definitely i think that i don't know i guess it sort of does like like you were saying it's kind of like realizing that you're not the only one who does these things mm-hmm. you know and seeing like that <laughs> i do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like the human connection of like i don't know because people i think we often try and find meaning in everything that we do when at the end of the day i think the meaning that we find is through the connections that we make Mm -hmm. with the things that happen to us or the connections we make with other people yeah so like slice of life and like this movie and like barbie and so many other things sort of like i think it is pretty beautiful i'll make this sort of like connection here is that um and the Barbie movie, one of the most beautiful moments uh, for me was when it was just like a mother and daughter like playing dolls with each other, mm-hmm. which is like very sweet. And it's like, what a great memory for them to have, especially for the mom in that movie. But, you know, I'm, the daughter has to know, like how many adults now, which is why that movie hits so hard. It's like being yeah. an adult. I think me being 32 and being firmly an adult and like sort of reminiscing and like having my parents still around and you know being able to talk to and sort of like almost be a peer with them even though for me i never will be they'll always be my parents Mm -hmm. but uh it sort of like makes me reminisce about a lot of the choices they made when i was a kid and sort of like see them as more of like a person versus Mm -hmm. like them as like my parents yeah which sort of like evokes a lot of emotions because i'm just like oh like they were like if I had to do that now, what would I do? Yeah. You know, if I had to do that now, like, I can only imagine how they feel about, like, seeing their kids as adults, you know? Yeah. What a crazy phenomenon that must be. Right. It's it's pretty wild. And then, like, in Everybody Wants Some, 
I think one of the best moments is uh, at the end when he's just talking with like the woman that he likes Mm -hmm. and they're just like sharing their experiences and it's just those two together. It's like the same thing. It's like an intimate moment between two people. And it's so like exciting and compelling because you're like seeing their relationship form. Yeah. And I like a Genesis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always love that stuff because again, it's like, they'll always remember it. You know, even when they get older, there's probably be a moment whether their relationship works out or not that they'll look back and be like, wow, that was like a great moment. Yeah. Remember when I stayed memory. up till 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And didn't sleep at all and right. hung out in a river with a girl. Uh, and I think, you know, to sort of connect that with just like everything else, it's just like how many amazing memories do we all have? Mm-hmm. And all of those hopefully memories. Hopefully a lot of them. Yeah, hopefully. But it's just like all of those memories are the mundane. They're like remembering like your father going on a field trip with you, you know, Mm -hmm. you and your friends playing a video game, maybe staying up all night for the first time. And you're like, oh, man, it's daylight outside, you know, and just like Mm -hmm. and going into an adult, like falling in love, making friends, doing all these just everyday things. But like, that's what's important in our life, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, that's why I think Slice of Life is so impactful. And that's why, like, I think this movie is so like memorable for me is just mm-hmm. because that that's 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 why we do this thing you know yeah we we are alive to live mm-hmm. and to experience life and that's it you know mm-hmm. there's no like there's no real other reason yeah. obviously we want it to be but if at the end of the day when i'm gone you know or did i have all these great experiences to look back on and have my fucking life flash before my eyes mm-hmm. yeah and that's enough yeah, I agree. Wow. <laughs> this movie was about baseball and it got you to cry. Uh, not I, even I in like I a remember. shed a tear. I see it. I my see eyes are watering, but the tear ain't coming. Uh, okay. I think another reason this has hit home for you, uh, especially over the past few weeks, is because you were so debilitated. You had like normality stripped oh, away from God. you. Uh-huh. So I think that's a really large contributing factor of like why this is so important um and like special because getting to participate and be a human and be with other people Mm -hmm. is something that i know that i take for granted on a daily basis Uh but you just had a major reality check with that (laughs) and like how being grateful to like literally just get out of bed in the morning and pick up the cat and Mm -hmm. go to the mailbox and you know do little things that at the end of the day do add up to being a really important part of being a person yeah i mean like like i said at the beginning it's sort of like uh i don't know just it speaks to the fact that you you don't know what someone's going through you don't know what's happening with them physically or mentally especially if it's not outwardly you know just like immediately uh visible Mm -hmm. you know visible detectable so yeah like i i cannot imagine it was definitely very debilitating for me just being able or not being able to just like walk without Mm -hmm. being dizzy not being able to like look down without Mm -hmm. being dizzy i didn't lay down i didn't even like bend over you know anything like that for like two and a half weeks Mm -hmm. and even now you know I have anxiety with like doing these things, even though I know I'm pretty much good and I feel like normal. So yeah, I think maybe that's why I'm getting a little emotional. You know, it's just sort of like uh, also being in the hospital is not fun. 
no sort of like having having all those thoughts run through your head of like is this it could this have been it what would have happened you know all that Mm -hmm. stuff it's definitely uh you know i'm happy to be alive (laughs) Mm -hmm. happy to still be here happy to be able to make these memories happy to be able to share them with you with strangers on the internet who maybe have felt the same way at one point or feeling the same way now or trying to get over things you know it's just kind of like uh life is life it can be hard like you said but it has a lot of good parts and Mm -hmm. uh you know you just gotta just gotta be here to experience it do Mm -hmm. your best to be here as long as you can be to experience as many positive things over negative things as you can and Mm -hmm. uh yeah even if it's as simple as just playing baseball with your friends or your teammates or making a connection with someone that you just met Mm -hmm. oh yeah i think that's a good transition for our dtr i think so shall we define the relationship my dear we shall oh god (laughs) for me i don't think i'm show dependent on this film but i definitely understand um how somebody could be i think it's just you know it's that not to reduce things down to a binary, but it's like the masculine feminine disconnect for me. Sure. It's, I don't think I'm the target audience for this, but I definitely, there are things in this movie that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I like the interpersonal relationships. I really enjoy the humor. I love the music and dancing. And I like the simplicity and the fashion. Like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, these people are dressing. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a very nice little, and we also have the bump of, I mean, granted, you and I were not alive in the late 70s, early 80s, but mm-hmm. um, there's definitely like that piece of nostalgia yeah. of getting to like reminisce on being in college. Mm-hmm. And both of us are lived through that. So um, it's yeah. a really cool film. And if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend that you do at least mm-hmm. once just to, you know, dip your toes in the water and kind of disconnect from maybe the more serious parts of daily life. So, yeah. Yeah, for my part, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's a show dependency, you know. I don't know if I necessarily need this movie in my life, but it may be trending and maybe, you know, edging its way towards that. Maybe in a couple more watches. This is definitely, well, immediately a movie that turned into like a sleep movie for me since we bought it. It's just like... As I was saying, it's a movie that you could turn on and sort of like tune out. But not in a bad way. No, no, no. Yeah. Like uh, you can go into it at any time and you'll find like fun dialogue, funny moments, entertaining moments. And then you could like leave the room and come back and then it'll still be something, you know, different, but it's still fun and entertaining and a good time. I don't know. This this movie kind of like just brings me that comfort of like. It being about just everyday life makes it so accessible to me. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that it's just about relationships. Yeah. Versus like this big ultimate struggle between like good and evil. Yeah. You know, I enjoy the fact that, first of all, the actors, everyone is fantastic in it. They're mm-hmm. all, even when they're like showing their negative traits, I want to say overall, all of them are very likable. You yes. know, and they're they bring like an air of youthfulness, which mm-hmm. I think is fun because 
whenever you get older, it's fun to reminisce about the time when you were more young and like you could do so much more and all that stuff. That's fun. I don't know. I just think the dialogue is fun. I think they're funny. Like I said, very easy to like these people. And I like the little romance thing at the mm-hmm. end. It's nice. Oh, it seems we, like, know, we know Eddie's a romantic. <laughs> like a nice, real, genuine connection. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of stuff where at the end of the day, like I said, Slice of Life, probably my favorite type of anime because I like the simplicity of it. And I like the fact that it just, you know, you don't you don't have to have two hours three hours long plot or like a fucking like 28 episode overarching plot you just watch something just to enjoy it and see other people enjoying life Mm -hmm. so for me am i show dependent not yet we'll say this movie's in the batter's box Ah. ready to step up to home plate which is show dependency, but they're warming up right now. And we brought it home with a baseball <laughs> metaphor. How, there you go. How appropriate. Mm-hmm. And with that, next pitch coming up. Oh, who's on Who's on base? <laughs> Are you trying to do the bit again? I don't know. If you like what you heard here, if maybe this made you want to watch Everybody Wants Some, I hope you do. Give us a follow. Download the episodes. Spread the word. Tell your baseball, football, choir. Oh, there we go. Any group of people that you spend time with, that you enjoy spending some of your life with, let them know about the Show Dependent Podcast. And then we can be fine on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we should be there. Mm Mm-hmm. You want to follow myself? It's at Victor V Sweet on Instagram, on Twitter. We're gonna call it Twitter because that's what it is. Even though yeah, they rebranded to fucking yeah, the least fucking brand SEO fucking like available thing ever. Way to kill a brand. Mm-hmm. But you can find me on Twitter and also Twitch. It's uh, at Victor V Sweet, and my other half, yes, my partner on this yes. uh, baseball field. Mm, of dreams that we call life wow where can you be found uh you can find me um i'm probably in the dugout eating sunflower seeds right because i am not i am not playing you've been getting after Uh, those seeds i fucking love sunflower (laughs) seeds i've been on a kick something i Um, never liked was when people would be like in the baseball stands and they just spit them on the ground no, that's disrespectful. I like, like I get, that. I get that you know it's dirt and all that stuff, but also just like put just, it in the bag, just spit it into the cup, just throw it away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. There we go. And also, I didn't say, but the show dependent also has a Twitter and Instagram, a TikTok. Uh, it's at SHO Dependent Pod. That is Show Dependent Pod. And with this episode coming to a close, we always give you a little something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. little uh, seventh inning stretch here nice and let you know that coming up on the next episode man oh man we go from a little slice of life to a little uh rom-com mm. i want to say the rom-com one of my favorite movies of all time probably my favorite rom-com of all time i want to say are you the, calling this a rom-com the quintessential what i see i i classify this as a chick flick really Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd classify it as like a little teen rom-com you know 
Uh, I don't get a lot of the calm, but we'll talk about that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, anyways, it's a movie, the classic trope of take a nerdy girl, take her glasses off. Make her hot. Oh my goodness, she's so hot right now. Mm-hmm. The movie is She's All That. And boy, oh boy, am I excited not only to watch this for the next episode, but to talk about it. Because I, as I said, I love this movie. You do. It's a great time. <laughs> I love I love a rom-com. And yes, I'm it's an eddy It's a teen rom-com. The quintessential one. It's fantastic. As mm-hmm. we keep the good times a-rolling. Because we need it right now. It's oh, hot yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. Shake something, don't break something. <laughs> Very nice. 